Hey, good afternoon, uh, everyone. Just thank you so much for tuning in once again to Basketball is More in the Game, and I'm your host, Coach Goins. And today, I am so, so excited and, and just uh, more than overwhelmed to have one of my former players, Mr. Michael T. Quick from North Carolina, on the uh, on the phone. Actually, this is going to be via, via the telephone because Michael is currently in uh, North Carolina and just had an opportunity for him to reach out and so we can catch up. So, uh, Mike, how you doing, sir? I'm good, sir. Uh, pleasure to be on the show, Coach Goins. I appreciate you, man. So, listen, I thought about you so much last night when them heels was coming down the stretch, and I know they were looking good early, and, and I know you were excited. But kind of give me a, give me your thoughts on last night's performance. Yeah, I tell you, last night it was a great ball game. You know, I felt like we came out strong. We came out hot. But um, during the middle stretches of the game, we got kind of lackadaisical on the defensive side of the ball. And, and just in the second half last night, we didn't offensive rebound as much as we should have. But I felt like we gave it enough during the first half, you know, to kind of get through get through the night. It was a big-time performance, though, especially by Luke May coming off the bench with a big-time double-double last night. That, that really helped us and secured the victory for us. Now, you heard it, ladies and gentlemen. That is the inside scoop from the one and only Mike Quick. And, again, the uh, just cannot say enough about uh, what Mike has done for uh, our program back when I was coaching Union Pines High School Athletics, uh, basically on the gridiron as well as uh, assisting us uh, with the basketball program. You know, it's it's what it's the title that a lot of folks don't understand when you say the word coach, uh, what it means. But when you have a young man that pours his heart and soul into uh, a program and believe in you as a coach on and off the field and to be able to have that relationship uh, now almost uh, 20 years ago still alive and well it just means so much and again Mike uh, as I thought about you last night and, and that victory I knew you would be able to to tell our listeners today the ins and out to whip that so with that being said and tomorrow it's even a bigger a bigger ball game so kind of give me your keys to uh, what needs to happen because you know Calipari here have them locked and loaded so kind of go ahead and uh, let everybody know what's, uh, what's on your mind about tomorrow night's game yes sir tomorrow tomorrow night is going to be great it's going to be everything that we want and more um i said back in december when carolina and kentucky played i said i'll take it again in march unfortunately kentucky came out with the w in december but tomorrow night i'm, I'm expecting big things a big turnaround from my heels and we'll win we will win if we offensive rebound the ball we play intelligent defense and we play together. We play as one heartbeat. If we do that tomorrow night, we're headed out to Phoenix for a chance at redemption and winning the national title. All right, I hear, I hear you, and I, I want I want to dig down a little bit on uh, on one of the the, the call ups you had in reference to uh, being on that offensive board. If I can kind of uh, still a little bit from Clark Kellogg last night, he was saying that that the Hills would have a smorgasbord go a buffet off of that offensive rebound. Tell, what what do you think is the key for them to be the number one offensive rebounding team in the nation? What, what's the insight on that? Well, number one is just a drill that Coach Roy Williams works on every day in practice. You know, we, we want to be the best rebounding team in America. Yeah, and to me, that takes work ethic. That takes grit. You got to work hard. You got to want it. It's all about want to. If you come out there and you just put um, kissing feet around or whatever, then heck, you're not going to be able to do anything. But if you go out there and man up, box out, be able to rebound, you got a chance to win every ball game. And if if you go back and look this past season, I think Carolina lost three games uh, where they were out-rebounded by their opponent in each time. One of those games was against Miami, 
back in mid-February, and we looked we looked absolutely terrible that ball game. But if we rebound as one heartbeat, one team, then we'll get to Phoenix. But it's going to take, it's going to take effort. It's going to take grit. Excellent. So again, all right. So I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep down this same path. Now I know that um, Joe Barry is the is the heart and soul, and he makes that that team run. But I know last night they announced that uh, Jackson was first team All American, which is well well deserving. Also coming off of outstanding year and ACC Player of the Year. What do you what? How are you? As a Carolina fan, what was your thoughts of him leaving last year and him his returning? Give us a little insight on Jackson and what you think uh what he's done for your program. Last year, him leaving, declaring for the draft, I thought it was big time because he was able to uh, exercise the new rule that was put in place where the classmen can declare without hiring an agent and go ahead and get some insight and input in what they needed to work on. And frankly, he got his butt kicked in the workouts last year from what I've seen during the um, during the draft combines and all that. But he came back. He worked hard this summer. He put in the work. He put in the time. He put up jumpers every day. And and it, as you see, it worked out for him. He became ACC Player of the Year. Hey, without him this year, I don't know where we would be. We definitely wouldn't be conference champs. Yeah, Joe Barry is the heartbeat of the team. But without a doubt, Justin Jackson is the best player. He's been the best player all year, and I think he's going to lead us to a national championship. How about that? How about this? So, again, once again, ladies and gentlemen, you, you heard the inside perspective uh, from from none other than uh, Michael T. Quick. So, Mike, let's kind of turn back the uh, let's turn back the hands of time and let's talk a little bit about back in the day. Uh, back and folks, what I mean about back in the day when I was teaching and coaching at Union Pines and we'd get together before even school start be sitting out in the hallway. And if I'm not mistaken, Mike used to have a tablet and he had like the top 100 basketball players or the high school uh, prospects. Mike, just just tell me what caused you just to have that passion, desire uh, to learn about the game of basketball and appreciate it. Well, I tell you, I, I started developing a love for the game probably around 1985, 1986. Kenny Smith, I believe, was a starting point guard on the Tar Heel basketball team. And him and his cousin, Renzino Smith, was in the backcourt. And from that point on, I just developed the love. I remember the rivalries, NC State versus North Carolina, JRE versus Charles Shackelford, um, Chucky Brown versus Scott Williams, things to that nature. All that stuff gave me the love and the desire for the game. But as I grew older and I, I, as I became a high school student, being around you, being around Coach Salmon, Coach Goins and Coach Salmon, helped me develop my love even greater for the game. And I just, to sit in the hallway every day with with that tablet, top 100 prospect in the country, I always wanted the best players to go to Carolina because I felt like Carolina is the greatest university on earth. They're, I feel like they're part of my family. And I that's, that's just how I've always felt, and I always feel that way. How about that? Again, that just uh, it, it just does my heart good just for you to have that opportunity to, to share with our listening audience of uh, how how you became a big fan. Now, on on that same vein, what would you what do you think lacks the the high school player now? Uh, that is this. What do you think? Or let me ask you this: What do you think a high school player needs in order to not just you know go big time, but just being able to be effective at the high school level, but then work toward uh, their their career? Maybe it's Division One, or maybe it's Division Two. But what do you think uh, players now need to really focus in on? Number one, every player needs now to just focus 
on focus on life first, first and foremost. In order to to achieve your goals, you got to be able to put in the time, put in the work, and that starts not not before the season starts. That starts in the off season. You got to be willing to put in the time and the effort and the work. Put up shots every day. You know, I know some kids these days they tend to play two sports, and that that's a good thing. But when it comes down to 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 your bread and butter, you got to pick one. Pick or choose one. I remember back Julius Peppers um, during his senior year, they questioned whether or not he was going to play basketball at Carolina for his senior year. And Julius said, no, I'm preparing myself for the NFL draft. And as we all see, look how that worked out for him. So high school kids today, you got to be determined. You can't allow different people to get in your ear and say, okay, oh, son, you can go straight to the league. You can go straight to the league. You can do this. If you don't put in the work, you're not going to be able to do anything. That goes for Division One kids, D2 kids, D3 kids. Much prayer and supplication first and foremost, and then just put in the time and effort and work, and, you, and all your dreams can be achieved. As the great Michael Jordan said a couple of weeks ago, the ceiling is the roof. <laughs> I knew, uh, I knew, uh, I knew you'd be uh, all on that when. Uh... When uh, his airness was able to again be back in Chapel Hill um, and share that insight, you know, a lot of times, you know, people don't understand that that passion that that goes behind the behind the scenes uh, development of a basketball program. You know, people don't they don't think that you know, it's a lot of work. People just think that a, a kid just shows up, laces up the sneakers, and they go out and just uh, and just start playing. So now, let me ask you this: Who do you have in the final four? My final four as of right now, Kansas, North Carolina, the University of Florida, and the Gonzaga Bulldogs. All right. So let me repeat that. Now, that's Gonzaga, Florida, North Carolina, and who was your other one? And uh, the Kansas Jayhawks. Kansas Jayhawks. And then in the national championship, I know, I know you got Carolina there, but who would you like to see on the other I, side? I, I I really believe it's gonna be the Tar Heels and the Bulldogs. Gonzaga Bulldogs. Yeah, All right. Okay. So give me a final score. Eighty-eight to seventy-eight. UNC brings home their sixth national championship and bring it back to Chapel Thrill. As the, <laughs> as, as the two thousand eight Olympic team or the redeemed team. The the 2017 North Carolina Tar Heels will get redemption and bring home the national title, the Chapel Thrill, North Carolina. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So you heard it right there from Mike Quick, uh, former standout of Union Pines High School, on and off the court. And it's just, again, our pleasure to, to take a few minutes uh, with Mike just to kind of give you insight on NCAA Division One Men Basketball Tournament. It is not complete, or this show could not be complete without me reaching out and talking to Michael Quick, who brings just a, a wealth, a plethora of knowledge as it relates to basketball, as it relates to life, and what students need to do off the court as well as on the court. And as, and as our show and our back, back, excuse me, our backbone of our show is basketball is more in the game because there's so much more that you can do with the game of basketball outside the lines and outside and then inside the lines. So, Mike, I just want to certainly thank you for your time, your effort. And everything as uh, we start to roll out, and as I said earlier, I'll be heading out to, uh, to Phoenix for the Final Four this coming week. So, if y'all just what I'll do, Mike, I'll just turn it to you, 
and uh, offer you any last-minute comments to to our listening audience today. So, Mike, you have the mic. Yes, sir. Coach G, first and foremost, I would like to say thank you. Thank you for the opportunity to be on your podcast, as well as thank you for taking the opportunity out with a young kid like me back in the day. You helped me turn my life around, and I, I truly appreciate you for being my friend, my coach, and any, everything else that life has to offer. You helped me out, and you helped uh, carried me, took me under your wing, and helped carry me a long way, and I really appreciate you. And I also want to take the time out for and thank you for introducing me to Coach Capel. Um, Jeff Capel, um, back in the day, we had a phone conversation when he, he was the head coach at Old Dominion and that, that really blessed my soul. And I just want to give him my well wishes to him and his family. God bless them. And I truly bid them Godspeed and God bless you, Coach Goins and your family. And I appreciate everything you've done for me. All right, Mike. Go Heels. And I, I knew, I knew, and folks, you just don't know. I knew it was going to end it uh, with Go Heels, but Mike, we certainly appreciate the kind words. And uh, just thank you so much for what you've done. Uh, and as, as I've always said, just anytime you get an opportunity to reach back and help somebody, uh, we'll count it. Uh, we'll count it even and we count it all joy. So, folks, again, just thank you so much for tuning in for another episode of Basketball is More Than a Game. And I'm your host, Coach Gowen.